This week on Show Me Your News, the Wii U release date and the Great Cave Offensive in the Smash Brothers update, our one week in Smash Brothers 3DS impressions, and Assassin's Creed Unity's resolution parody concerns are discussed. Also, the return of Mountain Dew Game Fuel, the end of an era for broadcast cartoons, NBA 2K15 failing with face scan technology is our hilarity of the week, and much more. The fall season of video game sales begins, and we're just trying to hold on for the ride. Hey, Gaming World, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me the news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip hardware blunders or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, but you can call me Peter. And I bought my first ebooks ever today. I am Sora, but you can call me Miles. And I have played so much Hyrule Warriors, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Play more, that's always what right. you can do. <laughs> yes. I am Evie, but you can call me Rachel, and I am still mind blown by Bioshock Infinite's ending. Oh boy, we'll have to talk mm-hmm. about that later and our differing opinions on that with the different hosts on this show. <laughs> and also the fact that you were listening to my reactions at the time. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> that. We are part of the SMYN network at showmeyournews.com and our top stories today for episode 169 on Sunday, October 12th, 2014. We finally have a Wii U release date for Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. Now the 3DS version is out of the way. We'll also talk about our one week in reactions to the game. Different thoughts that we have. Um, as opposed to, what, a day after it was released, Miles, when you and I were at Big House 4? That was, that was good times. Yeah, and then he did come up with an episode for that weekend, so... Mm-hmm. And then Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, they made a controversial statement about the resolution and performance of their game, and then Ubisoft decided to backtrack. We'll talk about what it was and why it was a silly thing to do. Our Hilarity of the Week. The latest NBA simulation game tried a new technology, and it's backfiring all over the place with hilarious results. We'll talk about stories in our story pool that, you know, don't make that cut. Talk about the games that are out recently. We'll talk about the games we've actually been playing in the past couple weeks. And then we'll end things with our YouTube video recommendations. No guest today. So it's just an easy show. We're going to talk some Smash here. So the past couple weeks, uh, it all started with the uh, information. This is still a couple days before the American release. But we still had a couple weeks uh, for Japan. And we find out that you can hold down R while selecting the stage, which we knew, but it we got to see the uh, the brown drop shadow on the stage, which meant that the alternate track would be selected. That's a nice touch that we really never saw in Melee. So here's something that, that? Uh, you guys probably haven't heard of. Um, friend of the show, Oribro, yeah. was playing doubles with a couple of people. And 
for some reason they hell, all held R, and in some cases when they all held R, they turned off stage hazards. Really? really? Yeah. Now it doesn't always seem to work, but they were able to turn off stage hazards for a number of levels, like Reset Bomb Forest, so it would never explode. Wow. They don't That's... know why that why that worked or why or you know how to replicate it outside of all holding R. Some stages they were able to turn off all stage hazards entirely, and always. Um, but they haven't been able to get get on Reddit and see like if other people could replicate this as well. Oh, that's really interesting. That is mm. something to try, actually, when I come over, and we can all, like, LAN group up together. It's, a, it's something to do with the glitch. I don't know if everyone has to have shield on R while doing it. It, it sounds like a glitch, but... Just it's a glitch mind. I want to be kept, because the Wrath of the Reset bomb level... I'm, I'm playing that first part, I'm like, I, I really like this. Yeah, it's got a pit in the middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but it has the different platforms that you know makes for a different varied stage setup that actually feels pretty comfortable to play. And then you get the explosion, and then the the next version, oh my, kill me! Uh, that's it's terrible, <laughs> miserable. So that would be really interesting if that actually proved true. Ori bro, good call, man. I don't know why he how, why they all held R for no reason, but you know, <laughs> maybe they are all holding R because they all wanted the second song. That would be yeah. They all wanted not to hear the dun 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 dun. Yeah, that one's a bit weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's good, but it's a little strange for a Smash game, if you ask me. Uh, you get the outline for team colors. That's also replicated on Wii U, although you can hardly see them on Wii U. They're definitely noticeable in the Smash Brothers version on 3DS if you have a thicker outline on. But this looks like a thin outline on Wii U. It's it's tough to see. I'm glad that you can choose, you know, the different costumes and whatnot for teams now instead of being locked into, you know, one color. I don't think the outlines are that hard to notice. And honestly, you should know who your teammate is. Hmm. Honestly, I have more people arguing that the green team and the blue team are too similar in color. I wonder how that would play with those that are colorblind, though. There's a colorblind person, Rob, not Rob Joe, that has been on the show before, but uh, a friend of ours named Rob, he's red, green, colorblind, and we always had to make sure that one team is blue, mm-hmm. so he can tell the difference between them. Right. Interesting. Then we found out the Orbital Gate stage for Wii U. Uh, I, this first picture, it's really hard to tell what the stage actually is. It looks great, comes from Star Fox Assault, the mm-hmm. Apparite attack near the end of the game. It's really hard to tell, you know, what the actual stage size is. The Great Fox seems to be a platform, but is it really as zoomed out as it is in this stage? And that would make it a very big stage with huge blast zones. And then it goes to different things, like, you know, going inside, like, a warp tunnel sort of thing. It looks like a very, 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 very pretty stage mm-hmm. that I will always leave on, even in, like, until a tournament rolls around, because I'm pretty sure the stage won't be... You know, tournament legal, but I'll be definitely keeping it on during friendly play because it's just, you know, platform transitions. It looks like it's going to be no right. lasers and stuff interacting with the stage. So, honestly, it's really, really, really hard counter pick looking. Yeah, kind of like, like a might... pilot wings sort of stage yeah, they had also. Yeah, something that, yeah, something that might be good as a counter pick or like a hard counter pick. You'll probably see it banned on a lot of rule sets, but you'll probably see rule sets to keep it on. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm I'm glad to see that as the Star Fox stage and not something like Lilac Cruise from Brawl. Yeah. Lilac Cruise was just weird. 
tilting, not very enjoyable. Yeah, the tilting and then the how it made you grab the edge. Oh, it was very, very strange. Mm-hmm. I don't really mind the tilting and the grabbing the edge. It was very, very, very annoying, but... In regards to the everything, I just was like, what makes this really Star Fox? You kind of fly through bluish planet yeah. sometimes and like, <laughs> oh, look, it's the Star Wolf base from Assault. And you could trigger cool. the uh, the special taunts. Uh, yeah, you can like, trigger the special taunts, but I'm like, otherwise, other than that, just kind of you're looking at this and going, so what's, what's really Star Fox? You got one Star Fox-esque looking situation and that's it. Speaking of Star Fox levels, has anyone noticed how bad the AI is on the standard Star Fox Light Wars stage at the moment? Anytime I'm against AI on that stage, even when they're quite high turned up, they seem to get stuck below the front of the ship and yeah, they end up. Corneria, they get blasted, yeah. Yeah, they get blasted a lot. And it's like, you're supposed to have an, an AI level of nine and you're still getting blasted by the ship. <laughs> what is your purpose here? Well, level nine oh, computers in general in Smash Brothers have always seemed prone to weird things i mean mm-hmm. like roy's in particular when you're just standing on the edge and they just go and essentially try to kill themselves <laughs> uh, that was back in melee but i, I just found it more amusing that <laughs> you dropped lilat wars in there which is what Star Fox is overseas Star Fox 64 was lilat wars that overseas, just amuses yeah. me <laughs> that was a game unfortunately that slipped me by when mm. i was growing up with a nintendo 64 well it slipped him too yep you and i both Although, you and know, I next... died so close to the end when I played it for the first you time. You were literally <laughs> just moments away from the end. Oh. <laughs> if you could have yeah. just taken that thing out, you would have been on Andros, who yeah. you basically can't lose against. <laughs> He's so easy. God damn it! <laughs> uh, we saw the Sheriff Assist trophy. We got congratulations that it's out in America. Conquest mode, which... I still really don't get her care. Amiibo, which we knew a little bit about. And then November 21st, out in the United States, the Wii first. U version. First. We get to call first. <laughs> get dibs. And this time, everyone cares. And then Europe gets it December 5th. Who gets it before? Japan. December 6th. And then I think Australia <laughs> with December 7th. That's a bit of a strange one. I mean, I'm not too fussed by that because I don't have a Wii U because mm. I'm poor. Um, but I'm happy with my 3DS version. Yeah. You know, I assume I'll get to play it at Christmas. Mm, yes. Rachel, won't you be in America during the release date, though? Um, November 8th, then coming back the week after, so no, not quite. Ooh! Yeah. yeah. Now so that's tragic. I'll actually be able to do stuff with Pete and Mark without the distraction of, ooh, look, new Smash game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, new Smash. That what? sounds way more interesting. I mean, what? Hey, hey, I know that you've traveled over 3,000 miles to come and see us, but we've got Smash, so... <laughs> I mean, it's like the first time in, like, you know, six years. I mean, come on. <laughs> new Smash on the console. I don't think you understand. <laughs> and it might have DLC, but we don't know. We don't, we don't know yet, but it might. It might. So after Maybe release, Sakurai tries to post what he thinks are humorous and funny things, and so he's like, oh, the flying men and the magic ant stage. Like, yes, we know. They're, they're annoying. But thanks for that. Here's Ness, by the way. Yeah. No fanfare for it. Just like, oh. yeah. yeah, this picture has Ness. This picture has a different character that wasn't released. On the Facebook page, they went and was like, oh, it's Dr. Mario, and here's Dark Pit. And, like... They just, like, don't really care about the spoilers at this point. (laughs) Oh, and here's the trophy shop on the Wii U version. It it looks identical to the 3DS version, but sure, it's a different feel, doesn't it? 
<laughs> you just you just threw a blur in the background. Okay, I, I get it. it. Looks more shoppy. Nice. I mean, you can get eight trophies instead of six. Ooh, extra right. two trophies. That's extra so power of the Wii U. Damn. Yeah, it'll work, everybody. <laughs> and then no. the uh, the home run contest, where he even says, you know, I bet Ganondorf has some tricks, huh? Oh, does he ever? Bad drop stomp. Bad drop stomp. Bad drop stomp. Oh, not even that. It's actually a lot easier. You don't even need the bat. If, so here's a tip. If you haven't been watching you know, YouTube videos or you want to still give this a try, my current record, which you know only took a couple tries and I didn't want to even bother further, is 4,444 feet on the uh, the home run contest. And what you got to do is get Ganondorf three uncharged forward smashes against the bag, then you'll forward smash to the right. Then it'll go behind <laughs> you, so you just turn around and you forward tilt like four or five times. Just forward tilt forward, and it just comes bouncing right back to you. It's the... The this is Sparta kick, essentially. Yeah. And then it should be to your right again. So what you have to do to launch it is not normal Warlock Punch, but reverse Warlock Punch. So you don't even need to bother with the bat, and it gets up to like 175-ish damage, (laughs) and it goes a long, 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 long way. Definitely clears that last uh, home run bat distance challenge. Definitely do that. I shall have to do that when the next turn Tom. So the release date is it's the big one. Uh that you know came out with the announcement that you know you also have the bundle with the GameCube controller, which we didn't know about, that amiibos would be day of. They also announced another slate of amiibos for December, uh in all regions. I think that was like Luigi, Little Mac, Captain Falcon, Zelda, and there are a couple others. But adding six more. Uh, to that total. They're probably going to eventually have all the Smash characters in there at some point. It's just going to be really interesting to see with Amiibo how you use them across Nintendo games. And not just Smash. Also, they needed to release something which is actually going to be nearer to Christmas. So people are like, oh hey, the parents have already bought this game for their children. Now we're going to release stuff that's really near Christmas so they can spend money again. Yeah, more toys! More toys! I like the idea of Amiibo, to be honest. It's fun. I have a uh, Wii Fit Trainer one pre-ordered myself. Is there one that you would want to get in particular? Shulk without his clothes on? I'm not <laughs> sure they'd eventually sell that when they do come out with Shulk, but that'd be your choice. Sure, go for it. Miles, do yeah. you have one? Uh, I'm waiting for Lucina. Yeah, Lucina would be a good one. Uh, just whenever right. that happens to come out. And Doc Mario. Well, but maybe they give you uh, the choice of getting female Robin. Hmm. That'd be nice, too. Hmm? Though they did come out in an interview with Sakurai and basically say that all of the clone characters you know, that are new, so you know, Lucina, Dr. Mario, Dark Pit, were at once alternate you know, costume characters like Olimar and Alf. Yep. But they just had a little bit of extra time in development. They're like... Well, it's either we can make them new characters and flesh out the roster a little bit, or nothing. So then it makes me wonder, like, what happened with Alf? Probably ran out of time, and he was the last one they were going to do. Hmm. Probably. I mean, they did spend a lot of time, I'm sure, with the Bowser Jr., and having each one be a different voice and model and, and all of this with this. It's so cool. It's a great yeah. choice, absolutely. I still have to work on actually unlocking all of my characters yet. Really? Well, I've been playing other games. I'm sorry. I do love Smash. It is so damn fun. But I've been playing other stuff, too. 
man. <laughs> like I'm almost. Uh, I know a lot of people are close, if not done, with all the challenge boards. But I'm like a third to a halfway done with the last challenge I, board. I think I've only unlocked two more challenges since I last left. So I I've been playing the game on and off, but I've been focusing on other games that came out too because I'm like I'm going to be playing this for a pretty much a solid month. Mm-hmm. And I just have so many different things I can play right now. But you've also been going to tournaments and whatnot. Yeah. The he has more of a reason been... to not play the game than me, basically. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like I'm going back and playing, I don't know, Binding of Isaac or something. I've only played that a bit today, okay. <laughs> On the Facebook page for Super Smash Brothers, they uh, kind of let something slip a little bit. So they posted a This Week in Super Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U, which they had not done in any weeks prior. They showed the Orbital Gate stage. This is the Orbital Gate stage. This is a Wii U version exclusive stage reenacting Team Star Fox's defense of the Orbital Gate from an Aperoid missile attack. And then they all say, Smash Brothers for 3DS is available now. But then they show another picture. Oops. It's Kirby and Pikachu in a little minecart that's riding around. As Kirby's going for a ride in a minecart. Well, this situation looks familiar. This stage has some rules that are rare in the Smash Brothers series. Hello, Mount Day Today. <laughs> really? You think it's Mount Day Today? Oh, yeah. It's, it's got the uh, great cave offensive uh, kind of looking to it. Uh-huh. But it's also it's a very much a Kirby Superstar stage. But, yeah, the background tiles are almost a direct remake from the Mount Day Today stage from uh, the Kirby Superstar series. Interesting. I feel yeah, bad the that torches the first... and, the, and the brick design are the exact same. I feel bad that the first thing that came to my mind when you said minecart was actually, oh, they made a Minecraft level? Duh. Mwah, mwah. Close. Why am Close. I such a dumbass? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Microsoft wants to get its hand in the Smash Brothers ring, you know, make a little <laughs> bit of royalty. crafts his what? sword. Oh my god, having Steve Super Smash Bros. would just destroy it. It'd be awful. <laughs> Although you can imagine his super getting out a load of creepers. <laughs> just having them explode everywhere. But no, Microsoft will just... They've bought that and now they're just going to let it rot in the dungeon along with Banjo-Kazooie. So in case you haven't seen this picture, we have it in our uh, podcast post on showmeunders.com slash podcast along with this episode. Yeah, this is definitely Great Cave Offensive, which is the... You know, as you said, one of the mini games in Kirby Superstar. It's even you know confirming that it's Great Cave Offensive because they recently came out with a partial listing of the two soundtracks for the 3DS and Wii U versions. You know, the uh, the blue and red CD deals that yes. you if you you know register both games under Club Nintendo, you get these CDs. Well, one of the tracks was called Great Cave Offensive, so it's like, oh, uh, it's on the Wii U blue disc. Okay, that that's probably this then. Uh, interesting that they let this leak, and several days after this image leaked, and we still have not seen it on the main site, uh, which is surprising. You think, like, oh, well, let's just get it out there then if we've made this goof on the official Facebook page for the game. I find it interesting, though, that you think Mount Data Day, Mount DDD. Oh, it's definitely Mount Data Day. What did you think it was, Pete? Well, I think, and a lot of people think, that, oh, Great Cave Offensive... That probably means that Tower of Smash rumor is deconfirmed. Not so if the person who made the leak considered this to be Mount DDD. Mount Day to Day, what have you. DDD, Day to Day, it's a completionist joke in there somewhere. 
Like so, when I'm playing cricket smash. However, <laughs> the icon over day to day, and he just goes. So if you consider that the leaker, the Tower of Smash leaker, if it's it's still a rumor, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on our last numbered episode. If you consider that the leaker saw this stage and thought, oh, Mount DDD, instead of Great Cave Offensive. Then the Tower of Smash, you know, rumor still has to be yet to be deconfirmed. Yeah, here's the thing about it, though. You can't really call the stage Great Cave Offensive. Great Cave Offensive didn't even have, like, an area Mm. in which it existed. Whereas, uh, and like I said, the tiles in the background match up 100% with some of Day-to-Day's castle from from Kirby Superstar. So this would be the Kirby Superstar stage. It would probably is Mount Day today is what's going to be considered. Interesting. Yeah, so we're, then we're really waiting on what Sakurai calls it when it comes out on the site. Mm-hmm. Also, we have to keep in mind that, you know, it's called Mount Day on the Tower Smash rumor. But, you know, we got the Gamer stage, which was from Game & Wario, and it was only called Game & Wario. That's true. It doesn't look like the Tower of Smash League would be using the exact names, but more or less what it's expected to be around. There because you go. Tower... You heard it here first on Show Me Your News. Tower of Smash might not be deconfirmed after all. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> We're just throwing shit into the mix. It's fun. <laughs> of course, when they say, well, this situation looks familiar, I think that's definitely poking fun at you know Sakurai and Kirby and you know developing Kirby Superstar, all of this stuff. Though I wonder what they mean by this stage has some rules that are rare in the Smash Brothers series. Probably just a moving stage. Possibly. Well, maybe Peach But that's rare? Time. Like, how is, how is that rare in the Smash Brothers series? If it's, a high speed one, if it's a high speed one, then, you know, you only have Big Blue and Rumble Falls if you want to get it in that regard. Mm. Uh, Otherwise, they're all really slow moving. Interesting. I really think the mindset with this is just like, oh, it's great cube offensive. That means not on Tower Smash... Means that's deconfirmed. Maybe not so. Mm. It lives to fight another day. Anyway, <laughs> that's really what I'm going to talk about with the different you know, Smash Brothers updates. What about your experiences with the game so far? I like it. I I'm like it a it. lot. You're bad at it. <laughs> I'm bad at it. Uh oh. Really? I'm, I'm not very good at it. Oh, I'm just not, not used to. I'm not used to shields being so powerful. You can just shield and then immediately counterattack. There's no shield stun or anything like that. So I'm like, if I'm fighting someone, they just shield and immediately bot me. And I'm like, that was so safe. But now <laughs> it's so not. And now I'm getting bopped. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. Like, However, on the reverse hand, if I'm allowed customizations and get to run my Dr. Mario customization, which is just his, just special moves, no equipment, just special moves, um, then I'm bopping everyone hmm. like i like i don't i don't lose now i get fast i get the uh fast pill the whirling tornado that sends you way high up the old one two punch and the breezy sheet i'm definitely enjoying uh playing as little mac for most of mine i do enjoy it at the moment people i i do i do get people's frustration of when he's in the air he's pretty useless mm-hmm. um it's definitely the trade-off yep Recovering-wise, I suppose, yeah. And also, I'll learn never to decide to be ever again. But I'm, I think I've pretty much got a handle on him. I think he's uh, he's he's pretty very fun to use. 
I do still need to unlock some more, as I've said. I do need to unlock more stages and characters, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it does deserve more of my attention. I just flip between different games, but it is really fun. I managed to get mine a day early um, from the release for the for the UK, which was nice. Um, and it was from the official Nintendo store, so they're the one that made the boo-boo, mm-hmm. which is fine by me. So I'm there playing my playing my Super Smash Bros. a day early. I'm like, yay! I get to play the game before before you guys did. Mm, you sure did. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, no, really enjoyable so far. I really like it. It's been a, it's been a while since I really enjoyed a Smash game. I I didn't I did play Brawl, but I was more into melee. Awesome. Um, so as you should. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as you should because. Brawl's not the best, let's face it. It was good, no. but it just it just wasn't melee. It was no PM. No, it's <laughs> not. I have 14 challenges unlocked uh, for the last challenge panel, so mm. I've played enough that I've done things like I did clear uh, Classic Mode on 9.0. That was not as difficult as I thought it would be. I don't remember who I did it with. No, did- you know what? I think it was Lucina. Nice. So here's a Just, tip, kids. If you think you're having difficulty, customize Ganondorf. Buff his attack. Buff his defense. You don't need his speed. That up smash for days. It <laughs> reaches. You just got to be smart with your shield. Read the attacks. Uh, getting there isn't too difficult to, you know, the final, the final boss yeah. with Master Core and everything. Uh, and it'll take a couple times because if you haven't played that high before, there are different forms that you definitely have to kind of learn their attack patterns and what each does. Uh, but it's it's certainly doable. It took me three tries uh, going for 9.0. So it can be done. Customize your Ganondorf. Also Ganondorf with a hard all-star mode. Oh, I guess I didn't do it with... Okay, I did it with day-to-day. Okay. <laughs> day-to-day. Um, Miles, how salty are you that you're no longer that good at playing with Sonic? Um, I haven't really played Sonic that much. Oh, so, a little bit told me that you were having problems with playing with the new. Uh, I, the new I was version having of Sonic. problems with new Sonic simply because, like, he's so different from PM Sonic, and I thought by going into this that he, a couple things are going to stay the same, and some things were just wildly different. Like he's so wildly like fast in a slow game hmm. to the point where in melee he was fast, but you could still or PM you could still kind of control his speed because everything was fast here everything is slower and he's just so fast that you can't really you have to like really push to where you want your attack to land because okay. otherwise you're just going to pre- attack after you've passed your opponent like three seconds ago <laughs> it's like i'm going to jump out of my spin dash and hit him with a down air i have just down aired off the edge and you know, <laughs> Someone's got their mobile go Skype on. Do, do, do. Yep. Uh, Svinja call room, everyone. Nice. So, Miles, have you done the get four or more KOs in Cruel Smash yet? Uh, no. I only played Cruel Smash for a second. Never got a KO. So what you gotta do so for that one? Because that's another one where turn people... turn on customizations, huh? I, I don't think you can do customizations well, for that one. But I think because a lot of a lot of people are having difficulty with that, and I if you get pig Jigglypuff, you're gonna get wrecked. I think. Well, so, yeah, because you're, you're as well. I, I think so I'm just gonna pick Jigglypuff and uh, 
Jimmy Pop can fly on the stage and watch them kill each other themselves. Yeah, flying on the stage might work. Okay, I was saying, if you tried rest, like you're going to get your shit wrecked. Uh, <laughs> Leaving rest. Villager may be another one where you can fly into the stage successfully. If you choose not to do that route, I cleared it with Lucina. Ended up getting counter. five. Just counter. It takes yeah. several tries, so don't get too frustrated. But try to read them, try to counter, and uh, once you land a couple of them, like they those those me's can't use their up B's. So that's gonna be fun for me because unfortunately I can get pretty salty pretty quickly if it's something rage worthy. <laughs> mm. It is kind of rage worthy, but you just gotta be persistent at it. What about so, Shulk? Uh I tried with Shulk and his counter isn't as mm, startup friendly, I think. Mm. So I think Lucina is also her window for counter lasts a little longer, so it's a little more flexible that way. Alright. So that's what I'd recommend. Other thoughts on the game, I I think we said it in one of the, the past couple episodes, but goddamn Fox and Pitt's voice. Now Pitt, I'm I'm glad that they use the Kid Icarus Uprising voice as opposed to the one they use for Brawl with Lanny Manel and all that. I, I get that. But seriously, some of those voice samples are just like, did you really pick that? Is that what you wanted? So there's one where I hear and I just think Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> it's either that or like when he's getting launched in the air, and I hear that, and I'm like, I'm just broken into the experience immediately. Like, oh, oh, hey, what up, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that supposed to be again? It's Pit. Really? Yeah. What? And that's like if he's getting you know hit you know for enough damage for a death. massive damage. He got smacked in the nuts. <laughs> so much. did Fox. I don't know. I, I still don't mind Fox. I was playing him oh earlier, God, earlier no. and he's just talking. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, when Fox he, has a cold. When he talks, it's not terrible, but look. Meow. I've never been so excited. <laughs> Like fuck, like, I'm sorry, I just don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Really? Fire. Fire. I really don't. Fire. Fire. He sounds German. Fire. He does sound a little German. Yeah, he does. All those sounds you were having problems with, didn't have much much of a problem with. Fire, yeah, that's a little annoying, but outside of everything else, yeah. Just, just you, like you're used to a... one way for Fox for a couple games now. He has not really. He had a completely different voice actor for all of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was very similar, at least for I think Melee and Brawl. Ja- he was mostly ja- he was Japanese and Melee. Yeah. And in Brawl, he had the, not that one. I don't even know what he was. It saying. was so similar, though. I think he had an assault voice actor in that in that one, and now he's got his sixty-four voice actor again. Sure isn't fire. Ugh. <laughs> Man. I don't. I don't know if they gave him the right direction for that one because it doesn't sound like it. Right. He was recording and he had allergies, and they just said, "Okay, we've got to go with this." <laughs> We're on a time crunch here, so <laughs> you gotta get it Fuck done. This way, fire! <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know with that voice he has. I, I mean, I don't know if he can do it better than that. He <laughs> probably would have had a better chance, better had time not saying fire. Right. If he just made some sort of aggressive shout, that would have probably worked a lot better. 
So like I'm not down to a main selection yet. I'm still trying, trying to you know breeze through the modes with all the different characters. I'm right now in the middle of clearing All Star with each. I did normal and hard, but now just going through on easy because just get it done. Uh, I like how Peach plays. Bowser's fun. Uh, Ganondorf. Link's pretty good. Link's definitely better in this game than he was in Brawl. They changed his down. Was it down A? Is it? Uh, no, the dash down attack. B. They've changed something. Like, when he has a sword and he's going down, he's hitting people with it. It doesn't just stop when you hit someone. You know? Oh, yeah, well, the, the down air. Mm. Yeah, the down A. Uh, that one you know, spikes people a lot more. Meteor smash, what have you, whatever you want to call it. I know there's a difference, but still. Uh, I like Meta Knight. Meta Knight's fun. Not digging the spaces, really. Captain Falcon's good. Ness is good. I like those characters. Doc, Lucina, as you said. So, I'm probably going to pick among those for... A main, but random to pro. So pro. That thing's my me. Yeah, I, I just started you know doing the customization for the me because I had to do that for classic mode. I'm like, me is surprisingly good. Just yeah, that like me's probably your, will be banned from tournaments, which is unfortunate that they went so far with the me. Is like if he's taller and bigger, and then he's going to be slower but stronger. Right. And the other way around, I'm just kind of like that's so many variables for that character. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's like, I don't know if they mean, like, his attacks are faster. Because if his attacks still have the same frames, I think there's a shot that he'll be legal in tournaments, but ugh. Yeah. If his, if his entire thing is like, oh, if he's smaller and, you know, his attacks go faster, so there's less landing lag, <laughs> there's less lag on them, and uh, then I'm going to be like, well, that's a ban. <laughs> yeah. So, Rachel says you want to uh, you know, play Little Mac. You're enjoying Little Mac. I do enjoy Little Mac, yeah. Little Mac's definitely a powerhouse. Um, I do enjoy playing as him, just because, like, not only is a powerhouse, like, you know, when he's hitting anything, but he's quite speedy when he's on the ground as well. So if there's a stage I'm on and it's not one that's all up in the air, I'm pretty much okay. <laughs> well, Miles, if you had to pick one, you're thinking Doc? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doc Mario. Definitely though. Doc. Ooh, all Zero Suit Samus. I do like playing as her, actually. Mm, she's pretty good, too. Yeah, she's pretty. she's pretty easy to control. As far as the stages go, I think they kind of suffered a little bit in the stage design on this game. Mm. Just you know, moving stages, too many just little stage variables, which is yeah. exciting then if that you know Ori Bro glitch, what have you, is true. Because mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to keep doing Omega, but I think you just chalk a lot of these things up to just bad design as opposed yeah. to fun gameplay. Uh, like some of the uh, platforms on the Rainbow Road, when they go away, they go away way too fast. And I came across a glitch with Yoshi where he was like scooting his butt along <laughs> on one of the, the little platforms. And I was on All Star mode on Easy on Greninja as the last one. And Yoshi gets into this butt scooting animation when the platform's changing and he's going on a walk off off stage. I'm like, Yoshi, don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> and so Greninja hits him, and then he's starting to butt scoop back the other way. I'm like, what is happening? It takes, like, another platform change for me to finally, you know, mash out, up B, what have you, out of it. But just some of, yeah, some of these stage designs, like, I don't Yoshi's find... Yoshi's probably the most glitched character. <laughs> That's true, yeah, with, with the egg pooping one, and oh my goodness. And, and, the, and the teleportation. Something about Yoshi. Yeah, teleportation too, you're right. When you can only say, like, oh, there's Battlefield, there's Final Destination... And there's Yoshi's Island from Brawl. And there's what no other... life. Oh, possible. That's a neutral? 
I, I mean, what, what's saying that it shouldn't be a neutral? Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, so then there, there's a what? The only neutrals in the game, and you have probably more stages than Brawl and less I mean, neutrals? I, I mean, Rainbow Road could go and come out as a hard counterpick. Uh, Counterpicks are one thing, for sure, but... Right, and Brinstar might bring back as a neutral, to be honest. I mean, if you need five neutrals rather than three... Mm. What was the other one? Mute City seems like it'd be fine. I, it, it's all scripted. Nothing is different every time. So yeah. as long as you know where it's going, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. can't be killed off the bot by hitting this, the road, though, pretty early. That's a little weird. I mean, I appreciate some of the weird things about some of the stages, like with Pac-Man, the Pac-Man maze, which is going to be a lot better than the Wii U Pac-Man stage, my goodness. The coins for New Super Mario Bros. 2... Uh, like that has an interesting mechanic as well, but just some of them are not designed for fun, in a no. uh, competitive sense. Let's say it's in a more like oh that's that's goofy, that's silly. Oh, Sakurai, like <laughs> you went. But then when you get into like a multiplayer place and you're sort of like oh for God's sake, Sakurai, why? <laughs> more or, or less. You try to yes. do like a tournament, yes. yeah, yeah. It's so mm. a lot of the Wii U stages are looking better. So there's hope for that, and they really haven't shown too many of those. So let's get those uh, those dojo updates going on there, Sakurai. We don't need to see. Oh, here's. Uh, I'm kind of done with menus. <laughs> yeah, I think we get the <laughs> menus on the, the three. Oh my god, I saw some mock-up that someone made for the 3DS. Because the 3DS menus say what you will. Like it's it's not the best. Like it's uh, di- different colors and. Yeah, you move things around, but someone I saw someone did a mock-up and they posted it in the, the Skype chat for the different members of the Show Me News Network uh, community. And it was just like the Smash logo with, you know, the four blocks and each had, you know, Smash yeah. Online, Smash Run, Games and More, and then Challenge up in the corner. And it's like, perfect. Do that. <laughs> this is much better. I don't it's know. It's like his wife, though. I know, it's it's that uh, nepotism right there. What can I tell you? Any other thoughts on Smash for 3DS one weekend? I would like to finish a game online without it cutting off oh. so I can actually show the world that I have been kicking your butt instead of you just losing some of the lives and then it disconnects. <laughs> yeah, you talk a big game now, okay. We'll see how long that lasts. Hey, yeah, I was totally kicking your butt. How, how long ago was that? Uh, a few days ago. I've been putting time in that game, and you, madam, have not. Hey, I'm just good all year round, okay? I don't need practice. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. No, I can't say that, to be fair. You kick my ass on Brawl, although, to be fair, without the practice, I do kick your butt on melee. <laughs> and, and Brawl is a worse game, so... Brawl is so bad. <sighs> I am Dr. No. Mario, and I am saving lives. <laughs> Miles is here, it's like, I'm, I'm gonna beat you both regardless. You guys yes. can both be on a team for all I care. <laughs> no, I do. I, I can't, see what, I can't say all that. You see what happened to Peter and Mark last time? Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but that's no, the I, game I, that you play <laughs> competitively. I can't say all that game and stuff like that. I do need a lot more practice. I really do. Mm. So let's talk Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, this kind of got the gaming world in a bit of an uproar because there was thoughts on possible console forced parody which is just not good for business. It all started when senior producer on Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, Vincent Pompriand, told VideoGamer.com that 
Assassin's Creed Unity will run at 900p and 30 frames per second on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Saying in this interview, we decided to lock them at the same specs to avoid all the debates and stuff. <laughs> hmm. GG. <laughs> uh, there were other statements made in other interviews were saying that you know Ubisoft thinks that you know there's more of the cinematic look for 30 frames per second and that gamers like you know most gamers like playing games at 30 frames per second which that has a little more debate to it uh but based on the quote that was made a big uproar about well clearly the PlayStation 4 has had better performance numbers when it comes to third party games than Xbox 1 mm-hmm. you know PlayStation 4 even got a 1080p patch for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag post-launch to make that a a higher resolution. So it's entirely possible. However, this gives the impression that they are throttling or bottlenecking the performance of the PlayStation 4 version to force parity with the Xbox One version. Then people think, wait, well, Microsoft had that E3 demo for Assassin's Creed Unity and Ubisoft's working a little closer with Microsoft lately. Is there possibly some backdoor deal going on where Microsoft's paying money to Ubisoft to maybe force that parity so it looks a little better? They can split the sales between the two consoles a little better? I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't Mm. be the first time. Wouldn't be surprising. And so the internet gets in a big uproar about this. Ubisoft has to come out on their own blog and you know, try to make clarifications because Ubisoft, they just need to not open their mouths or their PR person is sleeping because this isn't the first time that Ubisoft has slipped up regarding these kind of statements and just looks really bad doing it. Apparently, when it comes to PR, Assassin's Creed Unity just, oh my god, this is the worst. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because I'm really looking forward to the game. It does look very nice. I really it looks and to be 100% honest, I think I've always been the guy to say, I don't care about graphics. Mm. 900p, 30 frames a second was surprising to me at first because I'm almost like, I thought this was next gen. But yeah. then, like, I, st- I started reading up on it and I was kind of like, how do, why does everyone care? I mean, we're looking at some one to one scale buildings here. Yeah. Things you can just walk into. And I'm like, that's super important to someone like me. The AI. I, like, I just want to like walk inside of a building. I want to be like, I want to go in there. And mm. this one is looking like you, you're allowed to do that in a lot of places. Like, the, there's going to be doors that you can't uh, open, obviously, and everywhere. But like, I want to look into a building and be like, how many ways can I get inside of there? And the fact that it's all like one-to-one scale, so when I walk in, it doesn't look like my head is hitting the ceiling or, like, the ceiling is just, like, way <laughs> vaulted up. I'm like, what's the point of this? This looks like they're putting a lot of architectural design into every building. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And the fact that they need to be doing at 30, 900p, 30 frames per second, I'm one of those people who can honestly see frames pretty easily because Smash. when you play Smash for, <laughs> when you play Smash for so long, frames are really important. So, like, I'm one of those people who can see the frames, but, like, I've been playing Hyrule Warriors, and for those who don't know, the game runs at 60 frames per second unless you play Mm co-op, and it runs at 30. It's noticeable, but 
there's a lot more action in like Smash or Hyrule Warriors going on all at once, whereas here it's a bit slower. It's a lot more, you know, everything more pronounced. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually going to be super noticeable. Yeah, some of your fight scenes with your sword might look just the slightest bit choppier, but it's not going to cause a slowdown. Right. As long as it doesn't dip under 30. That's the big thing. Uh, because yeah. then it gets really noticeable. Yeah, yeah when, when you, even dipping from 60 down to 50 is noticeable because there's an obvious change in how the the game is, you know, loading and chugging along. Mm-hmm. It's just having the solid frame rate is the more important thing. I wouldn't need, I, I mean, I would care if it was 15, but, you know, you get my point. I hate to bring a sort of example like this, but the only time I've really ever had to notice a lot of FPS change is if I'm playing something like World of Warcraft, um, because there's a lot going on in World of Warcraft. Yes, it's a terrible game, and yes, it's an addiction, etc., but the places are huge, and there's a lot going on because of all the different people, the infrastructure that's around you, the NPCs, and of course, the more that's going on around you, the slower your FPS is going to get if you're not running on a very good machine, so, you know, the differences are crazy, especially, like, you know, casting spells and stuff like that, you know. Mm. I can see where people would be complaining about it from. Um, But well, like Miles said, it's not gonna. It's not designed to be, you know, a faster than light. Look, I'm Sanic. I'm running at the speed of sound, sort of game. I'm doing parkour and occasionally getting my and getting you know getting my sword out. I suppose you know. I don't yeah. think a 30 FPS is gonna be such a, an issue yeah. when it comes to playing it. Yeah, and I agree. I think there you definitely have some people who care about it more than others. Um, yeah, 30 frames is generally fine with me. I I like seeing games that have 60. But as you said, you know, I think I've read that about half of the buildings they're aiming for to have you be able to enter them. You you do have the one-to-one buildings. The AI is going to be a really big part of this game. I think there's going to be a scene that, you know, reporters have been saying that they're aiming to have up to 5,000 AI on screen for like a big, you know, French Civil War battle. Right. And that's a lot. It's a lot of people. Um, so you're going to have, if you want to push the performance and make sure that the performance is locked down, you're reading the Ubisoft blog, which you do have linked on our show notes here at showmeunities.com slash podcast. It does make sense what they're saying. I'm not totally saying, oh, it's just, it's PR speak and I can't buy any of it. I, it makes sense from a game development standpoint. It's just really frustrating and should have been unnecessary for Mr. Pompriant to make those statements in the first place. And it was very easy for people to draw the assumptions based on what he said. You don't want a video game industry where you are limiting performance and limiting the end product. As, as they say, you know, they've been working four years on the game. You don't want to limit that based on some backroom money deal just to try to force parity uh, between the two systems. That you want them to play on an equal playing field when if one's going to be a better performance machine than another, you don't want to limit that. It, it hinders creativity, and it's not something you want in the game industry. But I am really looking forward to the game. Uh, they came out with a new story trailer, which I guess some people said it has spoilers in it. I mean, don't, don't most of them. And it depends what you call spoilers. I'm sure not endgame spoilers because we don't know those yet. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it Definitely, there's some excitement for this game and you know could be like an assassin's creed 2 kind of game because you're getting a main character who seems to have 
you know, the tense coldness of a Connor, but also the the suaveness of an Ezio. So. The ladies' man. A little bit, yes. I do like how they make their um, their assassins quite pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Just you know, I, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm calling from a female standpoint. You know. There you go. That's what we need here on Show Me Your News. <laughs> yeah, tell, gonna... tell, how, tell us how pretty the men are, Rachel. There tell us go. how pretty the men are. <laughs> tell them. Uh... <laughs> tell me about the rabbits. How, the how pretty is that little Mac? How pretty? Little Mac's not very pretty. <laughs> what? Yeah. Racist. Hey, he's, he's white. Did you he, hear doesn't how very, he doesn't look very white to me. Apparently Doc Lewis uh, does join in on uh, some taunts at random times with Little Mac. Mm-hmm. Like he just throws in a little extra line when Little Mac's taunting because Little Mac doesn't speak, aside from little grunts here and there. But he'd be like, yeah, show him how it's done, Mac. Like, oh, okay, hey there, Doc Lewis. What's up? <laughs> No, apparently the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, the, the trailer just, they've done a really good job on facial animations. It looks really good. Better than NBA 2K15. Absolutely, <laughs> which is our hilarity of the week. Tell us what's happening here, Miles. All right, so the, the funny thing about the NBA 2K15 is that here where I live, our GameStop did a midnight release, and there was only about five to six people. And the only <laughs> reason I knew this was because... My friend went to it, not for this, but for the new Alien game. Oh, yeah. And by looking at this, I think this is more of the horror game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true to be fair. Seeing some of these guys, I wouldn't feel very safe with one Just, behind me. <laughs> you can face scan, and it puts you in the game, and then suddenly you realize that you are one ugly, ugly man. No, sorry, rephrase that. You can attempt to face scan. <laughs> yeah, you can attempt to face scan, and you get a... Uh, I don't even know what's going on in some of these. You just look you like the Monstars from, N- from uh, Space Jam. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close. It just, uh, it tries to scan your face over it, so you'll have your nose over a nose, but your mouth will be a mustache for your actual picture mouth. <laughs> And then the if you have like a frowny mouth and then a a smiling mouth, the frowny mouth is like the mustache. Uh, it looks yeah. like sloth from the Goonies. Oh god, yeah. I've got some Admiral Akbar going on. Hey mm. you guys. <laughs> so, about a week before release, they put out a video with uh, one of the community managers, I think, or one of the producers on the game. And showing the technology and it looked like it worked and I was almost tempted to bring it up on the last Show me your news, because I remember early days of EA Sports trying to do this with their sports games. This is the early 2000s, and yeah, that didn't really work too well either. They were trying to take it from a picture, and imagine how well that worked with a 2D interface as opposed to these cameras now capable of 3D reading. Mm-hmm. However, you know, looking at the well-produced video, it looked like, hey, this could work. This has potential. That looks pretty close to his face. And... uh this isn't the only glitch going on with NBA 2K15. You have sliding sideline reporters that just vroom across the court. You have just oddly colored people in your My Career mode. Just overall glitches on the game in general. But this is the one that is uh, standing out most for sure. Uh, definitely check out the link in our show notes. 
it is rather alien-like, to be sure. <laughs> uh, you even have a video of Polygon's uh, sports game reporter trying to get his face red, and it just didn't work. Uh, my goodness. Just like, says like, oh, we lost sight of your face, and it's it's right there. <laughs> One of the faces on here does remind me of um, a Mel Brooks film called Spaceballs. Well, of course, Spaceballs. Um, and you have Pizza the Hut in there, and if, if they look yeah. on the link that we're looking at with Kotaku, mm-hmm. uh, the second guy along really looks like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit like Pizza the Hut. A little bit. <laughs> It, it's well, just very bizarre, and it's it's a shame. Like these, you know, these cameras should be capable of good facial recognition technology now, but not like this. Not like this. In fact, if you look at the first one, he sort of reminds me as if he's like one of the Terminators from Terminator Two, and he's just in the middle of transforming. Or a dog. <laughs> or a dog. They're or a just dog, yes. okay. They're just orcs. <laughs> I mean, the the Shadow of Mordor game came out. There you oh, go. it looks so good. I've been watching a lot of my friends play it on Twitch. And it's basically, it just reminds me of, um, it's Mordor Parkour, basically. There you go. Yeah, Mordor Parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour, parkour. It looks really cool, though. I've been quite tempted to, to get it, but I have so many games I have to play still. Yes, you do. I yes, but welcome games. to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to those games that are out recently, we have a few more in our story pool here. Uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel is back. You lucky here, Americans. At least here in America where we get all the crazy flavors that they test on us. Now, of course, the best Mountain Dew flavor, and I will say this is not up for debate, is the citrus cherry flavor. You, you may like others, but... It's so much tastes different every time around, though. It's so... I, I think it's really similar. I, I have fond memories of the first Halo 3 one, that when they first introduced the game Fuel, you know, that gets partnered with a, a video game nearly every fall. And it was gone for a couple years, and then it came back, and now it's been back for several years since. But it was always usually with an... Like, <laughs> during the World of Warcraft, when it was Alliance yeah. Blue. It was like a Which raspberry blue. blue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Screw the Alliance. Sorry but, if you guys listen to this and play Alliance. I'm not a fan of Alliance. I like Horde. Horde, Horde for life. Horde Mord. Horde Mord. So, there is a new flavor of Mountain Dew Game Fuel. It is a lemonade flavor. Now, Miles. Yes. What do you have there? I have just a taste test amount of Mountain Dew Game Fuel with a blast of lemonade flavor. Well, that look is a at very this. strange looking bottle. Show it me your news. Show me your news bringing you the scoop. Care to give it a try and let us know what you think of it. It doesn't it definitely smells like lemonade. Okay. Now, I haven't had soda. I don't drink soda very often, but I do remember the taste of many things and oh, it def- definitely smells like it. So here we All go. Right, bottoms up. I'd be worried if it didn't smell like lemonade. <laughs> it smells more like urine. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike other Mountain Dews, like Game Fuels and such like this, this one definitely tastes like Mountain Dew with more lemonade in it. It oh. puts me in the mind of... Do you recall Distortion? A little bit. Distortion was one of the Democracy flavors. 
And it was basically, it's like, Mountain Dew with a blast of lime. And I'm like, wasn't that already Mountain Dew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it See, just had more of a lime taste. This is Mountain Dew with more of a lemon taste. It's literally the other side of the card. Okay. It's, if you mean, if you like your regular Mountain Dew and you like your lemonade, this doesn't hurt, I guess. I've never been much of a Mountain Dew normal fan. I liked Whiteout and stuff like that. But, uh... I mean, there's really not, not, not like, any more left. And I've had two very small drinks. Okay. It's just, it's just lemonade. It's, it puts me more in the mind of Squirt. Okay. Okay. It's I can a see lot that. like Squirt, just with less, like, puckering. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you, guys you go. You are so lucky to get Mountain Dew like that. We literally have, like, even our Mountain Dew isn't spelt on the bottle like your MTN Dew. It's full Mountain Dew. It tastes like crap. It, it is bad. I remember when you brought some over. It is. I brought not you good. the diet version. <sighs> the diet version was even worse. It's not, it's I, not good. First time I experienced proper MTN Dew, Mountain Dew, was in Canada. Although I did have the diet version of it, and I thought, "Ooh, that's very nice." And then I had Code Red. Ooh, that's my favorite. <laughs> code Red is good. Code Red. Wait, you don't have Code Red over there? No, we have none what? of your flavored versions of Mountain Dew. We have what? original Mountain Dew, um, and that's it. And it doesn't taste anything like your guys' Mountain Dew. You don't have Throwback either, do you? No, we don't. You so can you get that throwback, from... You don't have Code Red, you don't have Livewire, you don't have Whiteout, you don't have Voltage, you don't get the Game Fuel Citrus, you don't have the Game Fuel Lemonade, and you don't have... What's that new one? Uh, well, you don't have Baja Blast, because we get that in stores now. At Taco and since it's Hall- and since uh, No, it's in stores now. Oh, that's right, yeah. But originally from Taco And uh, Let's see, it's Halloween season, so we might be able to see the new the uh, Black Cherry come out oh, again. Hopefully. Midnight. midnight, yeah. I was gonna... I was gonna How do you live? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's because, what, corn syrup or something like that is banned over there? Yeah, we, we don't use corn syrup and things over here. Um, it's not added to anything because it's linked so much higher with diabetes and stuff. But apparently now you're not even allowed to sell Mountain Dew, imported Mountain Dew over here. Like, I like going to my American candy stores, like imports and stuff, so I can get my cookie pop-tarts and, you know, marshmallow fluff. And they used to sell Mountain Dew. Like, I have bought a case of Throwback before just to try it. It's very, very sweet. And uh, the next time I went in, no Mountain Dew. And I was like, oh, what's happened to Mountain Dew? It's like, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not allowed to sell it anymore. They won't let us import it to sell. I'm like, but why? And apparently there's an ingredient it has which is linked to drugs or something. I'm like, no, America wouldn't sell that if that was the case. Sure. Ah, uh, well, you know. Um, America. Fat. America. Yeah, so, yeah, we're not allowed to sell Mountain Dew over here. So when I come over next, I'm buying a case of that stuff and I'm putting it in my suitcase to bring back We <laughs> are getting all up on the game fuel. <laughs> yes, please. It is, it is my favorite. Um, On the other side of things, uh, this past weekend was the first weekend in the United States in just pretty much ever where there were no Saturday morning cartoons on broadcast television. Oh, how sad for you. Yeah. I don't really watch TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is like a big deal for your kids growing up. Like, I know cartoons are still on cable, Cartoon Network. You got the Hub. Yeah. You know these sort of networks. But the CW, which used to be UPN or whatever, was really the last holdout. And they had it was Vortex, I think it was called. 
And they still ran uh, Cubics. They ran Sonic X, uh, DBC Kai, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh! So they had some of these cartoons, anime, what have you, still. Uh, but now it's getting replaced with, like, live-action educational programming shit. Oh, they, they wouldn't yeah. do that over here. And that's, that's sad. Mm. It's really sad. And it is. I remember when I used to... Um, I used to wake up, like, when I was a little kid at about... 6.30 in the morning just so I can get up and watch a Super Mario Bros. cartoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I used to love that. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super <laughs> Show. Super <laughs> Show. With the Mario Bros. That <laughs> um, again. Essentially, like, every American citizen does have access to broadcast cable if they get the digital converter. But not everyone, of course, has access to cable. Mm. So it's just I have memories of filling up, you know, VHS tapes on the VCR. Mm-hmm. Setting recordings, so we can record new episodes of Pokemon, record new episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> some Digimon there too, and get some Donkey Kong Country. There you go. Oh God, I remember watching an episode or two of that. It wasn't very popular over here, though. Unfortunately. It was a it was a French animation studio, which was funny to me. <laughs> Just <laughs> like Donkey how Kong, Donkey Kong had an amazing singing voice, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than the Super Shows ever. All of their attempts at songs. <laughs> Just like how Cubix is done by a Korean animation yeah. team. And it, that one actually shows a little bit, too. Um, oh, it's just kids today, they don't know what it's like. With them. They have the digital DVRs, and a lot of them probably have cable. It's just it's the end of an era, and it's sad. Hmm. Still, it was a long time coming. A very long time coming. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the industry certainly has changed. Speaking of changing industries and... Sad things, if you want to put it that way. Hatsune Miku, the virtual idol that is so, so famous and well-known in Japan, has finally crossed shores to late-night American television. Uh, On the David Letterman show, Late Night with David Letterman, or The Late Show. They they all blur together here. I don't watch Letterman, to be honest. Yeah, so The Late Show with David Letterman on CBS... Uh, had a Hatsune Miku performance uh, for sharing the world. And for those that don't know, Miku is a virtual idol, so she's kind of like a hologram, dances around, uses the Vocaloid software, so not even a real singing voice, but more of a computerized uh, you know, singing voice. <sighs> Did either of you get to see this performance? I didn't see the performance. Yeah, I didn't see the performance. I stuff about this and all I'm sitting back going is like they chose David Letterman to show yeah. this off yeah. <laughs> I'm like it would make sense with almost anyone else Yep, literally anyone else and then there's David Letterman very old waving at her and I'm just kind of <laughs> like he just this is weird as shit so Rachel, for you know those overseas, for those also that don't know and you know get American TV and whatnot, uh, the David Letterman show on CBS. Well, CBS for one is usually catered to a much older demographic. Uh, same thing with the Late Show, with David Letterman. He takes in you know older demographics, older people. If it were something like the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, who has had segments where he brings on you know video game. You know, companies and video game demos on there. So, kind of attuned to a more younger crowd. Put it on that show, that's fine. I know they have the Roots in-house band, sure. 
but you're putting a virtual idol on literally the oldest demographically targeted late night program in America. I probably would have liked it, liked to seen a better on Ellen DeGeneres show more than anything. What's it called? Just the Ellen yeah, show. Yeah, the Ellen show. Yeah, she's yeah. more midday though. Yeah, that's very true, actually. But no, we don't get things like David Letterman. I mean, to be fair, I don't even know what they do with our nighttime TV. Very, I don't. I don't watch TV. I find it so. What's the word? Droll. <laughs> the only time I'll ever watch anything TV-wise is The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, because I'm horrible with my mainstream TV like that. Yo ho ho. Oopsie. I'm a... No way. No, I do watch it like legally. <laughs> Sometimes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Game of Thrones? <laughs> this was really weird to watch for the art and the audience that it was. And it, it was my first... Let's see. I've known of Hatsune Miku. How can you not? You need to at least be aware because she's a big, big deal in Japan. Huge deal. First time listening to one of her songs... I'm sure there are people out there who are like, oh, well, this was not the best song to expose people to Hatsune Miku. She has this song and this song and this song and this song. That's just so much better, and I would have done that if I were just... It's, it's not the point. This was really weird to show this audience in particular. And, yeah, as you said, you know, Miles, David Letterman, after the fact, waving. And if you actually watch the performance after that, he makes a crack like, Kind of like uh, in a Willie Nelson tour bus, right? Uh, making a reference to kind of just like you know, if the room's filled with pot. And you're looking <laughs> at a, just a illusion almost in a way. So even like he just, he knows that he's old and he's like, I don't get it. I feel dumb introducing or just you know, waving or thanking this computer animation. And you know, kudos to the band that's playing with you know, Miku. Like they're the real stars to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So I, there are people, I know there are fans of Show Me Your News who do enjoy the music of Hatsune Miku, and I'm sorry, I don't get it. I think this was totally the wrong program to air yeah. this on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just, still, anything I mean, else, anything else. And I mean, he kind of is the one that you, I suppose, would expect to get the largest audience. Yeah. I mean, Hatsune Miku is really large in Japan, and probably with everyone in any age group there i'm not sure but you know she has video games that have made it overseas i mean it's it's huge it would have made a lot more sense to show up on jimmy fallon or something similar to that yep yeah just you know i guess this is just what what happens and maybe maybe we'll see her again somewhere else maybe i mean I, I you know, I've listened to a couple of Hatsune Miku songs, mostly because I watched it on Kids React on YouTube. Mm. And I can see how it's kind of cute, but at the end of the day, it's a hologram. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. People trying to defend it, I just really get amused by. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's ones like, they shouldn't have done the English version. Really? Yeah, <laughs> on, an, on an English show, uh, catering to older people with their demographic, you want... A Japanese song playing? Yeah, yeah, okay. okay <laughs> yeah, luck, that's going to go across really well. <laughs> People who have maybe experience with World War II, I don't know, I'm just saying, might not like Japanese voices. I don't know. <laughs> and even then, like with the Vocaloid software, like you can kind of hardly tell that it's English. I'm, most of the time, I'm just like, are these English words? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, also wrapping up, and goodness, we could... If we really wanted to, we could spend a whole episode on this kind of shit. 
but at the same time, you don't want to give the credibility to the people doing this. you got to at least make the exposure out there, do your own research into it. Uh, shit that has to stop with people attacking female game developers in the name of Gamergate. And the whole Gamergate movement has gone on for a couple months now. Uh, started apparently with Adam Baldwin, who made a tweet. And I, why would he be the one? For those who don't know. know, the actor who played Jane Cobb on Firefly, John Casey on Chuck, other roles that he's done. I don't know why he started You know, the earliest instance of using hashtag Gamergate. But essentially, what people claim Gamergate to be is a kind of ethics discussion for video game uh, journalism and reviews. And what it has quickly devolved into is a cesspool of people who are just misogynists and worse. It's really disgusting, uh, the article, which, you know, say what you will about Kotaku, a really good write-up and good reporting on this one in general, uh, about a journalist, actually a game developer, rather, named Brianna Wu, who she released the Revolution 60 mobile game recently. Mm -hmm. And people in this one uh, one user in particular, you could say it's a vocal minority, but there's so much involved in this. But, you know, she tweeted this kind of collection of tweets that she got from this user who via this 8chan user board, discovered and posted her home address and, you know, personal information. And when you're doing death threats, that she, she's left her home with her husband because of this. Mm-hmm. You can't do this and then expect the gaming community to be treated seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing to really say on this other than the fact that I can't believe this is things that happen. It, it's really, really pitiful, and it really does go, it's a whole kind of rabbit hole in a way of people who really believe in that the game industry needs a kind of clarification on ethics. There was, we mentioned a few episodes ago, I'm sure, the whole Zoe Quinn issue, and that kind of started it, but I think the whole hashtag of Gamergate has gotten so toxic that it's it's not become that anymore. You're kind of claiming that you're arguing for ethics in game journalism, but you're standing on a shit mountain of all this horrible death threats and misogyny, and it's the talk of people who think that they know what feminism is, and they clearly, clearly don't. And that's kind of frustrating. We we kind of talked about this actually a little bit on another show, the Showing News Network, the Questionly Roundtable last week, mm-hmm. about people who don't know what that word means. And then they say, oh, you're a feminist, you're terrible. And do you, do you know what that means? <laughs> I think you don't. Jim Sterling had a really good tweet about all of this and you know, wanting ethics in game journalism. He says, I love gamers. I want more ethical conduct. I will always be a consumer advocate for what I believe in. I don't need or want GG Gamergate for that. So if you want you know, higher ethics in journalism, I'm people... There are people who are saying, like, well, if you abandon the Gamergate you know, hashtag, you're going to lose all the progress that you've had over this time. It's gotten all this attention, and if you lose that hashtag, you're just throwing that away. It's mostly getting the attention for all the negative shit attached to it. Mm. 
Like, if you really want that, start something else. Or let's just be better about it. Just be better people. I fucking hate the anonymity on the internet and what it can do. I, I would not be opposed, personally. I get that the whole the internet is free. I get that. And you can do what you want it. That's great. But I would not be personally opposed if, you know, our actions online were tied with, you know, name and other information about us. Because shit like this needs to stop. And if you do something like that, you, it needs to be tied back to you so you can be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Because goddamn, that's it's insane. Unfortunately, yeah. it is the incident at the end of the day, and people are always going to be assholes. Not everybody's mm-hmm. assholes, but a lot of people are assholes just because they can keep such a, you know, they can keep their identity pretty, pretty secure, I suppose, pretty, pretty secret. So they yeah. just get to do all the things that they want to because, you know, they're just douchebags. Yeah, I, I can't really say one way or the other on my opinions on the whole amenity thing because, like, there are some things that people are interested in, but they want no one else to know about them being interested in these things. I know a number of people who are, uh, like, let's take, for instance, bronies and such like that. People don't technically go around with brony shirts out in the world. So doing that anymore. is like, yeah, yeah, anymore. <laughs> or, you know, some still do. I've read some stories that some people do. I think uh, our buddy Game Buddy still goes around with some brony shirts. All the more power. If, you, if you're confident in that, all the more power to you. Seriously. And my roommate, roommate comes around with his brony shirt on all the time. So I really can't say anything against that, but... There are some people who don't walk around with those kind of things on. So <laughs> forcing people to basically be bait for real-world bullying mm. simply because uh, we don't want people to be bullied by anonymity, it's a can of worms, honestly. Yeah. So we're just... We're in, we're in a really bad situation here where this would be a good thing for these reasons and be a terrible thing for these reasons, but if we continue the way we're going... These horrible things are still going to happen, but at least these other horrible things cannot happen. And there has been good done with Gamergate. I mean, people have raised tens of thousands of dollars for charity. I get that. And maybe it's like it's social networks that we just need, you know, kind of attachments to our real identities. That I'd agree with that. You can't just be making random Twitter accounts that can be burners just so you can spew this hate speech. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. I was going to actually bring that up. Was just like on social medias, you should be allowed. You'd have to, like, link it with your freaking ID or something. Mm-hmm. that make it a lot easier to make to keep tweens off accounts sometimes. Yeah, yeah. right. <sighs> it, it's a whole... And yeah, like I said, it's, it's a... You should get an internet license. There you go. <laughs> That'd you be great. You have to take a test, and you get your license, and then you can go on the internet. It's not the whole, you should pay permission before going online. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to... No one's yeah. going to do that yeah. ever. However, if you if you just kind of go, hey, you know what? Can we just make a pan like a license? Just a license. Like mm. you have a driver's license, you have a motorcycle license, link us an internet license, and while we're at it, make a freaking childbearing license. <laughs> <laughs> you have a license of... before you get a baby in your cooch. <laughs> This Brianna Wu thing happened only a few days ago and it had to be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's revolting in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we transfer from that to games that are out recently, but uh, we mentioned Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. It's, yes. uh, they didn't Mordor want to Bible. attach it 
they didn't want to attach it to the Lord of the Rings, you know, in name because it's it's in that universe, but it's different. They don't want to say that like it's oh in this exact canon with the books, but it's it's definitely a Lord of the Rings game. Mm. I like the I, idea I, of calling I, Middle Earth Shadow of Parkour. <laughs> Shadow of Parkour. Shadow of Parkour. <laughs> I mean, I like the what the creators of Batman have done with it. Um, I think it's really good. At first, I thought, "Oh, is this, are these what? the guys that did Assassin's Creed?" And it's not. It's the guys that made a particular Batman game, which was it Arkham Asylum? Was it different? Uh, I mean, it wasn't Rocksteady. No, was it? It was a. Is oh. it mythic? I wonder if it's just because people think that because it has the Warner Brothers stamp on it. That would be stupid. Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. Uh, you know, Origins was done by WB Montreal, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Middle Earth was done by Monolith Entertainment. Like, Behavior they haven't done some games in a long time. Not Monolith Soft, which is the Xenoblade developers, mind you, but <laughs> uh, yeah, different different Monolith there. Now, yeah. WB is Warner Brothers is a publisher, so that's probably where they see that and, and think yeah. that. They they may have got it from that then. Uh, that's that's the last time I actually talk to people online and think, oh really? <laughs> they know oh, their shit yeah. about games. They got to listen to Show Me News. There you go. <laughs> tie, it all, tie it all back to the plug. Forza Horizon Two is also out. Uh, sequel on the original Forza Horizon. Uh, more cars, more open world stuff. If that's your thing, go nuts. Also, Persona Four Arena Ultimax is out. The sequel to. The fighting game from a couple years ago. That's a Persona 4 fighting game with the uh, Blaze Blue developers. So that's more of that game. I didn't really like the first Persona 4 Arena, so I didn't pick this one up as much as I do enjoy the Persona universe. So I'm surprised. I thought you would have been all over it. Yeah, it's just, the fighting game style for that series is really not for me. Mm. I just not something I'm into. And then they're doing really kind of just. Stupid stuff with DLC for this one. For like the first no. you know few days, they uh, had a couple characters. One of them was a spoiler to Persona Four. A couple characters as free DLC, and then another character after the fact. You know, five bucks Meow. for for that character. And like, ah, why? But then they did some interesting thing. Like I was looking through the DLC because I was wondering, like, oh, maybe I can grab the DLC while it's free, and if I don't have the game, if I choose to get it later. They, they're kind of doing a lot with DLC, but one thing that I kind of liked was for the new game, I think it was for it was either 10 or $20, something pretty high-priced, but you could play the story of the first Persona 4 Arena in Arena 2, which is Ultimax here, and that's pretty good. I kind of wish more games did that. Just do it for a really cheap price. Uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One has Crimes and Punishments Sherlock Holmes... Okay. I haven't really seen much about that game. I feel bad that the only Sherlock Holmes games that I've really seen lots of are those point-and-click solving puzzle ones. Yeah, the one where uh, like Watson's there, there's somebody watching you and he just appears behind you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the more famous one. I didn't hear a lot about this one, but it seemed really interesting when it first you know, had... It was just one of those ones like, oh yeah, that's that's out now. Surprise. Huh. Hey. <laughs> but the Pokemon trading card game is now... On iPad, it's been out online on you know PC in a web browser form, but now it's on iPad, and it's been a long, long time since I've paid attention to the Pokemon trading card game because what Charizard and Chansey and other Pokemon back in the day, 120 HP was the max. That was, yeah. that was a lot, and now there's like 190 HP, and just it's 
it's really scaled up and gone crazy. I still have some of my old shiny Pokemon cards. Yeah, you gotta keep yeah. your old hollows and you gotta play a Pokemon trading card game on the Game Boy. And if you really want to, go hunting for Game Boy 2, the Rocket <laughs> game that never made it overseas. Mm. Uh, I mean, I never play. I never actually played the trading card game that much. I I just collected the cards because I thought they looked. You pretty. and everyone else. <laughs> I, I, I played the trading card game. It was fun. I like it. It's good. Oh, of course, yeah, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> of course, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS is out, and we're really enjoying it. Skylanders Trap Team, the new version of Skylanders, because make more toys, make more money. Mm-hmm. And get it on next gen consoles. Alien Isolation. Uh, apparently, this is you know the alien game that has been begging to be made, and it looks like they did a pretty damn good job with it. It's certainly no Aliens Colonial Marines, that's for sure. But it yeah. does look like a very enjoyable game this time around. Actually, some of the alien games, Predator games, they've made sort of like. Mm. In fact, the one I hated the most was Predator Concrete Jungle, if you're thinking about it from the series. Mm, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> they have a survival no, yeah. mode in this one where you have an alien, a xenomorph, just kind of hunting you in a way, and you have to stay alive. I mean, that's... And apparently if you have, like, your Kinect or PlayStation camera plugged in, noises or sounds that you make in your room will alert the xenomorph to your presence. So oh my that God. sounds that sounds pretty good if uh, if you're into those kind of games. What do you want for dinner? Mom, mom. <laughs> mom I'm gonna die now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shove me, mom. Jeez. I made Tostino's pizza rolls. Tostino's pizza rolls, and then all the aliens come out like, "Yeah, we want pizza rolls." No. <laughs> <laughs> Game has pizza rolls start pouring out of the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Flashing pizza rolls everywhere. Drive Club is also out. This is the PlayStation 4 driving game that has often been delayed. Uh, had some server problems. So the PlayStation Plus version, which is the limited, you know, limited car model, limited track, free version, did not meet its launch date of October 8th. I mean, the game did, of course, but... Uh, PlayStation Plus members are still waiting on that free version of the game, so couldn't yes. tell you. Didn't get a chance to play it, but it looks really nice. But I think a lot of people have been having gripes with the driving controls. So, <sighs> hmm. Project Spark is out of beta, uh, so that game is fully launched with a forty dollars starter pack if you really want to be creating your whole games. And I know Microsoft has statistics on how many people have made stuff in this uh, this kind of game creation tool. Uh, it's it's no little big planet in my opinion. So, plus they won't have Stephen Fry doing narrations, and that makes me much more happy. Exactly, and, and now Hugh Laurie is signed on to be a voice in Little Big Planet <gasps> Three. So, oh, it's just brilliant. There you go. Oh, Hugh Laurie, that's oh, been a long time. This is more British um, TV, I suppose, but they used to do a few shows together uh, actually over a here. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Yeah, well, yeah, as far as well, yeah, there was um. Blackadder was very popular yes. over here. Did it actually make over there? I've been watching it on Netflix, so uh, what so is that? Um, so there's been Blackadder, and there's been like, oh god, I can't remember the other show where um, I think it's uh, Stephen Fry's Butler um, or something like that. Oh, there's a few different things, but just Blackadder's the main thing. I love those two together. They just have such awesome chemistry, and I love them so much. Mm. 
NBA 2K15 is out, and we talked about that a little bit and all the glitches it's having. <laughs> and then I think today is the release date for Fantasia Music Evolved, the harmonics game that uses Connect to kind of make you play along with different Fantasia music. I don't know. It, the game just kind of killed all its press once Microsoft, you know, forced or you know, kind of killed the forced Connect inclusion, and harmonics is like, well, fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, Really quickly, guys, games have been playing the past couple weeks. What have you been playing, Miles? I've been playing some PM. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I have not been practicing with PM. I've just been kind of going to tournaments. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't do that. No, no. You went <laughs> to Big House 4. I went to Big House 4, placed the highest in Michigan. There you <laughs> that, go. I ended up SDing my last stock no. of the tournament. Yep. I could have won that match. It wasn't in the bag. I could have won that match and gotten a lot further in the tournament. I'm sorry. But it's unfortunate. It happens. I I wish it wouldn't happen to me. But, you know, I honestly didn't practice much before Big House, so I honestly don't know what I was expecting. (laughs) Uh, I didn't practice much this week, so I didn't perform well in either tournament then. And uh, my doubles partner, my longtime doubles partner, he moved to East Mid Michigan, and he's he's taking up a new partner. Mm. So... You know, the time I, has come. That's right. My my Pikachu has left. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the main, in, in for the most part, like I just need to get back to practicing that game. I can't just keep like going to tournaments and that's it. It's it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I it, I need to practice. But uh, and Smash Bros on 3DS has not been really helping my PM no, game at all. That's true. Different but, game than that. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the similarities, but there's a lot of differences, too. And the differences are more detrimental than they are (laughs) practice-worthy. Still, I want to kind of play both games, so I'm giving this one as much of a chance as I can. But uh, what I've been playing the most out of, you know, in my free time, would definitely be Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. And I went through that game, like... I went through the first story in that game... On the day we brought it home, <laughs> basically from from five p.m. to one a.m., we went through all the levels. Wow. Me and my uh, roommate, all the levels in the first story. Then we start the Ganondorf story. Not really a spoiler there. No, no, Ganondorf's the villain. Sorry. Ganondorf is a villain. Oh, He's, he gets the second. He okay. he has a second story. Okay. Actually, Ganondorf kind of gets the. In the first story, he shows up and then he gets bopped. <laughs> Bringing that smash terminology in there, but you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, the story's not like hugely, you know, groundbreaking or anything like that. Sheik shows up and you're like, "Oh, hey, Zelda!" And then they wait for half the game to go by before it's like, "I'm Zelda," and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Is is there anyone in the world anymore who doesn't know that anymore? Smash Brothers is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Down B, everyone. Down B. But yeah, that I mean, those things happen. But uh, I was really interested in the story. It has a compilations that are really weird. Like the main, the main antagonist, her entire motivation, which is explained in like the first or second cutscene. So, her main. If motivation is that she really wants to bone Link. Oh. That's her main motivation. 
I love you, so I'm going to destroy you. No, she's (laughs) just like, I need to become the villain so the hero appears and I can have him. Mm. Okay. That's an interesting one. (laughs) As I said, every female player who's had a crush on Link ever. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a plot hijacked by Ganon. Again, this is explained in the first cutscenes. It's a plot hijacked by Ganon, but when Ganon goes to hijack it like he did in uh, Twilight Princess, she gets popped. (laughs) He's like, I'm taking over, and she's like, oh, no, you ain't. She just (laughs) sends him away. (laughs) He's just like, oh, damn. <laughs> he just gets completely and utterly just dis- he just like I he just takes control and then she's just like no you're not and then she basically magics him back away <laughs> he just gets himself completely destroyed in that regard well I never <laughs> he's like how rude he, he just plays it off he's just kind of like alright that was a thing <laughs> wasn't expecting them to fight back <laughs> anything else you've been playing uh, no, that really kind of covers it. I've been trying to get back into Kid Icarus Uprising, but I still haven't even put it in my 3DS yet. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for a new 3DS to come along, so the C-Stick should hopefully help with playing that game. Really? Do you think the Kid Icarus Uprising is going to let you use the C-Stick? I think so, maybe. I mean... It, it lets you use Classic Controller Pro on the 3DS, like the expansion there. Circle Pad Pro? Yeah. You said Classic Controller Pro. Well, I'm dumb. <laughs> I was just like, what in the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I'm going on here. Okay, so, yeah, maybe, probably. We'll see. I don't know if the C-Stick will work for that game, but, you know. We'll see. I didn't like the control scheme as they currently had it. Rachel, I didn't mind it so much, though. Rachel, what have you been playing? I've been playing a few things. Um, I'm still completing A Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Because I keep picking it up and putting it back down and picking it up and putting it back down. You're in the Thieves' Den? I'm in the Thieves' Den because I'm choosing to do that one first because I've got all of the items. I've had the, all of the items rented out. I've bought a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had that since the start of the game because I'm too pro to die. <laughs> I've I've heard the song of Link's people a couple of times, but I haven't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really, really enjoying Link to Worlds. It's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's... It's the link to the past that I missed out on when I was growing up, I think. It's, I really do. Pretty apt. Mm, I mean, I don't know, the way it plays, a link to the past is one from the SNES, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's the one I'm thinking of, the one where he's got purple hair. The way that it plays, it feels almost as if they were trying to make a remake of a link to the past, and then they decided, oh hey, let's make a sequel out of it instead. Yeah, that's exactly Um, what it was. Okay. (laughs) That is what they did. Hooray! Yeah, 100% no, that is the story. I don't know my source material, so fuck me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've already been over that. You've been playing Smash? I'm playing Smash. Do you like Smash a lot as well? Do you need to play that more too? Because I play, I play too many different games at small times. Um, one being Binding Advisor. I'll go quickly on Binding Advisor. Everyone's heard me play Binding Advisor. I play it a lot. I'm waiting for the new one to come out now because I've pre-ordered it. Hooray! November 4th. Bioshock Infinite. Um, I won't. I won't give out any spoilers for people that haven't played it yet because there are still people, you know, that people that haven't played it out there. And my God, prepare to be mind blown. Mm. It's a fun little ending. It it is. Cool. It's definitely a very cool ending. Shut up, Miles. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> you even a little bit. Just really even a little bit. Now you can listen to our spoiler cast on Superfluous. 
Where we have an argument and a debate about the whole game. It's the whole thing's just its own sucking its own dick. And uh, I've been playing Portal 2 with you, Pete, yep. on the co-ops. Yep, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. I'll actually let you talk about that more, though. Because, I, I mean, I found it a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm surprisingly smarter than I thought I was with puzzles. <laughs> Um, but I'll, I'll let you talk more about it because, like, I've already said before how I really enjoy Portal and it's it's really fun and good and the bouncy goo and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I want to hear more of your opinion on it too. So, well, that's I think is that the last game that you have. Um, let's see if I've been playing anything else. Um, no, I've been furiously rejecting my manager's request to play Candy Crush. <laughs> Says fuck that. I can't even call it a game. No, you can't. We have a commercial over here that mocks it with an actual old lady taking hammers to candy. And she's like, oh, three in a row. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been playing Smash as well. Uh, so that's that's all good fun. Portal 2 is the only other game I've been playing, so thank you for playing that with me. That was really fun to do on co-op. Uh, we got past a point where my brother and I pl- tried to play it a couple years ago at Christmas, and we got stuck on this one level, like, it feels like something is missing here. And so we get we get stuck on that same point. We look it up. And, like, the only way we're able to progress past it because just through use of a glitch. And, like, oh, <laughs> well, that's, that's really dumb. Which I, which I managed to do, by the way. You did manage to, <laughs> to pull it off and execute it, yeah. Uh, it's, gosh, it's the one where there's, like, a, a little gate in between these two halves. And, you know, as you're supposed to kind the of ball. send the cube... Bouncing over and then bouncing back, and it's it's really frustrating because mm-hmm. it looks like that you know there's a, if the gate weren't in the way it'd be much easier of course. Oh and yeah. It looks like they're trying to intend the puzzle to be done a specific way, but then something is missing because it seems impossible. And then it's like oh you just create this one gate at the vertically for the light bridge at the right time, and then it just it slows the cube down and makes it just drop. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how they meant that puzzle to be solved. But it, it worked, and okay. Fine, it was a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I just played and played it without a problem. Well, that's, that's, that's single player. We're talking about co-op. Yeah, co-op. I know. I went through co-op. Yeah, it's... How did you not get stuck? I don't know. I'm good at video game. <laughs> he's, he's good like that. <laughs> I press buttons. I, 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 I think <laughs> with portals. <laughs> Do it the thing was, with the buttons now, please. It was fun, though. I actually like the credits a lot better than, you know, the ones with the songs. I did. They're so cute. That was a, a well-done credit sequence. Mm. Anyway, really fun. Good good co-op game. I really liked mm, it. I thought it was kind of funny That's when you were getting frustrated. Eh, it tends to happen in those kind of games. <laughs> YouTube video recommendations. Let's wrap up the show. Miles, what is your pick for this week? Have you ever heard of Biscoff spread? <sighs> no. Mm. It's kind of like peanut butter. Okay. But it's made of fucking cookies. What? Well, I, I know Biscoff my, cookies. My YouTube video is... I'm going to give you the link, but it's made of fucking cookies. I want it. Bis- so what's what's the video called for those trying to look it up? But they could also you know, go to showmenews.com slash podcast and have the link in the show notes. And it's called OMG Biscoff Spread. OMG Biscoff spread. If that's a thing that's being sold in Walmart over there, I totally want to get one. 
It's I'm totally a sure. thing that's sold at Walmart. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> it's done by our good friend Film Co. of the Charlie the Unicorn fame. Ah, okay. So last time it was The Cloak. Yep. And this time it's OMG Biscoff spread. Rachel, your video. Um, I've been watching a lot of Markiplier recently, um, who's a pretty cool guy, quite famous on YouTube's very, very deep voice. I love his horror compilations. Yes, his horror ones are quite good, although I've been, uh, I, I've, I've definitely been watching a lot of stuff like Octodad. <laughs> so, got a Todd Buttock smack! And, yeah, just go watch his videos. Markiplier is a very, very funny guy. Very good for horror. Um, sometimes a little bit overzealous with his voice. If you think PewDiePie was a bit overzealous, Markiplier is even more so in some of his things. Oh, but I find I find him rather amusing. Is there one particular video that you'd recommend? Um, I would say Octodad Funny Moments, which is from Octodad uh, Dadliest Catch, mm-hmm. um, just because it has the funniest opening, <laughs> which is slapping butts. <laughs> that is a pretty weird game. Oh, he does twerk as well in another one. That was rather amusing. <laughs> uh, mine comes from the user of Botanic Sage. Botanic? Botanic Sage? He does uh, some mashups, and he was one in particular that did a lot of the uh, Slam Jam remixes with the Quad City DJs, and in particular the one that a lot of people know with the Super Smash Brothers Melee menu music. With the everybody get up, it's time to slam now. But a mashup that he did that I really enjoy is called Together We Ride Dat Booty. And with Together We Ride Dat Booty, it's the Bubba Sparks mashup with Together We Ride from Fire Emblem, the Melee remix. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, booty, booty. Booty, booty, booty. That's all for this episode of Show Me Your News. A lot to discuss, absolutely. Um, We'll come back in a couple weeks and do it again. And then we got to figure out what we're doing with Yomacon. I'm going to try to come out to Yomacon on the Friday because that's the only day I'm able to come out due to work travel. So maybe I bring a laptop with me. Maybe we get all the smenges to meet up. We do a little episode when we're out there. A little talky talk. Do a little thing. A little walk a walk. That would be fun indeed. Anyway. With that, I am Yoko. I am Zoroth. And I'm Evie. And we're out. We'll see ya. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. I'm really feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs> I saw a collection of all the different uh, variations on the phrase. I'm really feeling it. Mm-hmm.
Shulk is, in the, Shulk is in these different situations, like, you know, with the drug dealers. I'm really dealing it. Oh. Or at the nurse's office. I'm really healing it. <laughs> have you ever uh, seen... Uh, <laughs> how much of the uh, game have you played? Uh, for Smash? Yeah. A lot of it. So how about Smash Run? Uh, most of it. Like, I think maybe... Quarter, quarter of the characters? Quarter of the third of the characters? In Smash Run? Yeah. Have you gotten the shocking taunt power? I have not. Oh. It makes this giant electric bolt shoot out of your character in the direction you hit the T-pad. Hmm. So when you're Shulk, you're like, I'm really feeling it! And a giant lightning bolt comes out and just destroys everything on screen. Huh. That's really so cool. You just, you just keep going, I'm really feeling it! I'm really feeling it! And everything feels it. How many <laughs> uses does it have? It's a timed thing, so like oh. when, you, when you activate it, it lasts for like, I don't know, like 10 or 15 <laughs> seconds. That's funny. Well, I guess it I does haven't like, collected enough of those smash powers then. It does like 30 damage. 